You're listening to The Trading Show. This is the podcast for trade business and contracting bosses like you who want to lead with confidence, make more profit and create a better lifestyle. We're your hosts, Andy and Angela Smith, husband and wife team and co-founders of Lifestyle Trading. Are you ready to have some fun? Hell yeah! Wow, wow, and just wow. The weeks roll around so fast and I can't believe it. We're on the downhill run to Christmas. It's absolutely crazy. Oh my gosh, absolutely. What is crazy though, Andy, is the pressure that many trade business owners put themselves in at the back end of the year just to finish on a strong note, just for this inevitable slowdown over this holiday season. Yeah, does that sound like you? Well, listen along as we teach you the secret sauce to converting more prospects into paying customers. I'm going to state the obvious here and you can't run a profitable trade business without good paying customers. Yeah, you're so right, Andy. So while what you're saying seems obvious, here's the problem. Many of us get caught up in the day-to-day and we miss obvious opportunities to convert customers. Or maybe you and your team may not be using your upsell strategies in the best possible way. Yeah, are any of these situations ringing true for you out there listening? I mean, the ultimate goal is a big yes to work, right? Yeah. But in your trade business right now, if you're getting in front of many potential customers out in the field, I'd like to ask you, how many of these are you actually converting? Hmm, such a good question. And if you can honestly say that, yes, you are converting all of your prospects to paying customers, then you know what? Go That's you. absolutely <laughs> amazing. But if If you're wondering how you can be better in converting more prospects to paying customers, then this episode is going to change your life. Whoa, change your life. That's a uh, pretty big call there, Ange. I know, but Uh, listen up because I reckon it's true. It's often the little things, these overlooked things that make all the difference. And when you get to the end of this podcast for all the listeners, I swear they're going to go, oh my God, they're so (laughs) right. That makes complete sense. Of course we are. But okay, okay, it's time to spill the beans. So, Ange, I know you love a concept Mm -hmm. and teaching how to apply it. So what are VAC principles exactly and why should our listeners feel excited about what VAC can do for them? Well, who doesn't love a good principle, Andy? (laughs) So like all principles, Uh, the beauty of VAC or V-A-K is in the way that these principles actually underpin consistent decision-making from your customer. Okay, you've got me interested. Keep going, but let's start with what does VAC actually mean and then why are listeners really even care about VAC? And finally, can you give us some examples of VAC in action? Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like a great plan. So the power of VAC principles is that when you're dealing with prospects, they have complete clarity about why you're recommending a particular solution and hence influence them to make a buying decision. VAC or V-A-K is actually an acronym. Okay, okay. What does VAC actually mean? All right. So V is for visual, like things that you see or you read, like diagrams, charts, presentations, maybe videos. A stands for auditory, meaning your listening skills, speaking such as sound, question and answer and discussion with your customers. And K is kinesthetic, meaning touch or doing things involving your customers, like maybe samples, trips and visits, or maybe touching a booklet, for example, or even a site walkthrough through a property. 
Well, that is definitely interesting. So you've got some statistics that further support the VAC idea for trade business owners who want to convert more prospects into paying customers. Yes, and here they are. So a massive 65% of people learn through visual representation, 30% is through auditory and 5% is through kinesthetic. Wow, that is actually huge when you think about that. 65% of people learn through visual representation. What you're saying is these statistics make it clear that we should be using some form of visual and auditory communication to empower a customer to make a decision and ultimately say yes to go ahead with the job. Absolutely. You've got it in one. That's exactly what their statistics are telling us. So maybe think of it this way. Imagine you're on holidays in a really unfamiliar place and you want to get from A to B, but you're lost. So think about what you do when you need to take in information from someone when you've asked for help to find your way. Okay, go on. Well, would you prefer to see where you need to go on a map and so you'll visually understand where you're going? Or do you prefer to listen carefully to instructions like someone explaining it to you? Or maybe you're the kind of person who actually is okay just to wander aimlessly and willing to figure it out on your own. Or maybe actually you're a combination of them all. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying now and your customers out there are no different. You know, some might communicate with you by drawing what they want. So people like landscape architects, for example, might experience this. And they could be quite descriptive through words or even walk you through their garden and point a few things out along the way. Yeah, of course. So in the best case scenario, you'd actually use a combination of all three as a tradesperson when you're communicating with a prospect. However, here's the challenge. The message gets lost in translation. It could be that your prospect is completely distracted when you're with them and it makes it really hard to get their complete attention. Yeah, I'd say that all tradies out there have been in a position where it feels impossible to really be heard by a prospect. You know, Mm. it could be that their work Slack channel in their phones pinging widely in the background or they've got little kids swinging off their legs and causing a (laughs) ruckus and or they may be switching between listening to you and also listening and telling their kids to be quiet. You know, we've all been there haven't we? That is for sure. Yeah. There's also the situation where you and your team members actually don't quite nail the communication for whatever reason and it leads to confusion from the customer. Yeah. And let's face it, not all trades people in your team communicate the same way, right? And yeah. if you do confuse the customer, there's a real good chance they're not going to say yes. Yeah. Worse still, it chips away at your team's confidence because they're wondering, Why am I not winning these jobs? Yes, ouch, right? So here we are, you're experiencing missed opportunities and you can't put your finger on the problem. If the penny is starting to drop for you and you recognise this is happening in your trade business, how can you turn this on its head? Well, the answer is by using back principles. And this is why it's so important. It's the reason why we're talking about this today. You can actually influence the buying decision of a prospect when you communicate with clarity on the solution that you're recommending. Remember, distractions and confusion leads to no sale. 
That is so true. And it really just comes back to the flow of a job and putting the VAC principles into practice throughout this whole flow to maximize your conversions. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> I know, I know. So if you know that I've quoted some statistics to you, right? 65% of people learn through visual representation. So what are you doing to incorporate this technique into your communication with the customer at each stage of the flow of a job? You'd probably be shocked to know that it takes just seven seconds for a customer to make a judgment about you are a member of your team. Mm. Think about it. Seven seconds. And that's how long it takes for a customer to decide if they like you or not when you show up at their front door. Yes, seven seconds. And in that Mm. time, they're judging you on things like, is your tradie looking clean and presentable? Are they wearing an identifiable uniform? And importantly, does the tradie create a friendly interaction by doing something so simple like smiling? These are actually all visual representations. No one wants a tradie rocking up looking like a sad sack, a dodgy looking (laughs) character that hasn't shaved for weeks, much less hand over their hard earned money to them. Ouch, exactly. Mm. So I know this sounds so obvious, but I'm super surprised at the number of trade business owners that actually don't care about their appearance. And hence, they don't actually pull up their team members when they're representing their brand out in the marketplace. It actually matters, people. It matters. (laughs) Righto, Ange. Righto. I know. It matters. So a specific idea of how you can bring a visual tool into the workflow to convert a prospect to a paying customer is an information booklet. Yeah, it's a way to anchor your customer into a conversation about the problem you are on site to help them solve. Yeah, exactly. So the information booklet provides the written word on the reason why the thing is important. So maybe it's images and words to explain the reasons, say, safety switches on a switchboard are important. And weirdly, if it's written down, the human logic tells you it must be true. That's right. (laughs) If it's written down, it must be true, baby. Yep. But the thing is, your team just might struggle to explain why it's important when using their own words. Mm. But if you arm them with something to talk to, it just might give them them that extra confidence they need to explain the solution better. Yeah. If you think about some of your tradies, maybe they actually talk too much, right? Because Mm. they're trying to explain an issue. Maybe they're using your technical professional terms instead of layman talk. And therefore, I, as your customer, are super confused. So this takes us back to using this booklet as a tangible tool to bring focus to the decision that needs to be made by the customer. Yeah, exactly. And the other big one we used to use in, in our business, Dr. Drip, was a credibility pack. And we'd mainly use that when we're competing for bigger jobs. But instead of just sending them through a boring quote for work with the pricing, we'd include a credibility pack, which would explain the value of our business, even if we were perhaps more expensive. Absolutely. This thing is actually an important reference tool for the decision maker. 100% it is. And the kinesthetic piece comes into play here too, because you've actually been able to hand over this credibility pack and that person can touch and feel this good quality printed paper. And subconsciously, they make connections around the fact that your business, your trade business is professional and high quality and therefore provides the exact same quality of work. 
And this gives your customer more reason to say yes. I just laughed and you said about the quality of paper because I can remember <laughs> for so many years you were saying it was a what? Is it GRM or what, what do you? <laughs> the GSM. GSM. And <laughs> what 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 level did you always yes, like? It was very specific. Oh, God. Oh, God. 250 versus 150, <laughs> 350. Uh, but yes. Back the old days. Mm-hmm. Okay, listeners, that's a lot to take in. But let me ask you this. What are you thinking right now? Like, could you be better with your visual representation? And, you know, does your team have the visual tools to strategically convert prospects to paying customers? Yes, all great questions to think about. So now that we've given you a couple of examples about visual in the VAK principle, let's move on to auditory because 30% of people learn this way. And the most important thing you can do here is listen. Yeah, when you say important, it is so important that the prospect feels heard. That is number one things. And even if the prospect at times are saying things you don't agree with, that's okay, but you need to listen. Because if they don't feel heard, they don't really feel like they're getting the outcome and they don't actually feel like you actually really care and you're going to solve their problem. Yes. A simple and effective way to make sure your customer knows you've listened is to repeat what they say and hence talk through possible solutions. Inside Lifestyle Trading Membership, we go so much deeper on this, like connecting dots between scripts from your team that go hand in hand with these tangible tools that we're talking about. Yeah, these scripts give you and the team the confidence they need to build trust with the customer. We share the actual sentences to use to make it super simple to implement. Yeah. Look, the right language, the right words do make a difference in communicating with clarity versus confusing your customer. And in this instant, arming your tradies with confidence to upsell if it's right for the customer is super important. Yeah. And one of the most important parts here is teaching your team how to ask for the sale. Yes. And, you know, when they do that, what is the sentence or sentences your team can use and they can look that customer in the eye and they can say them and they can make the sale on the spot? Yes. If you've delivered the visual and the auditory principles with confidence, it's far more likely that they're going to say yes to the job at hand. Exactly. And this gets us to the third principle and that is kinesthetic. You know, it's touch or doing. I'm going to let you talk about this one, Edge. Okay. So kinesthetic, depending on your trade, this could mean having like colour charts to pass to a customer to view if maybe you're a painter, which is a good example. Yeah, or for an example with Dr. Drip in our plumbing business, we would have some spare parts in our tool bag and we'd use that as a prop in the discussion with the customer. So for instance, a flexible connection hose that is underneath, say, a vanity, they get a lot of rust spots on them. And when they get rust spots on them, they're really getting close to blowing out and potentially flying flooding bathrooms and flooding houses. So we use this rusted flexi hose to show them this is what a hose looks like that's got rust marks and this is a hose that's actually burst and we talk to the customer around the damage that had caused that property. And what's cool with this is we actually then refer it to the information booklet to educate them why. So we're actually now using a few of these different back principles together. Yeah, everything that we did when we'd go through that process, we'd have in the book. So we would obviously talk about it, but then we'd say to Mrs. Jones, hey, go to page 10 or go to page 12. And then they're actually reading it at the same time as you're telling them. 
Exactly. So you're explaining in words your suggested solution, which is the auditory part, plus you're showing the customer the information booklet to explain, you know, the situation at hand. That's the visual part. And you're even handing that booklet to the customer so that they can touch and feel. That's the kinesthetic part. And you're talking through it all. And this actually anchors their attention to actually making this buying decision. Yeah, or where possible, as I mentioned earlier, having those spare parts in your tool bag, like that flexi hose, I mean, that's kinesthetic to a T. That shows them exactly what happens if they don't replace it. Yeah, bringing all the back principles together, it helps focus your customer on this buying decision. Definitely. So, Andy, when it comes to this buying decision, there is one really important tip, which is the location. And I want to talk about this for a second. If you think about it, the good old kitchen table is where every single decision is made in most households. So, it makes a lot of sense that you should casually move your customer using this kinesthetic process. You're walking your customer back to this area before you actually start talking about and asking them for the sale when you can. Yeah, it definitely comes down to the price of the sale, but I couldn't agree more, And When it's a big decision, then at the kitchen table is definitely the place to be doing it. Yeah. Look, as I mentioned earlier, the power is in blending actually all three of these VAC principles to turn your prospects into a paying customer. This is the secret sauce. However, you've got to be mindful of just a couple of things. And the first one is definitely overload. You know, don't bombard your customers with the industry jargon that they just don't understand. You know, you've got to stick to layman's terms when you're on site with a customer and in your visual material as well. Keep it simple, Sam. Yeah, absolutely. And the next one is you absolutely need to train your team. They need to understand the principle behind back because this is the why you're asking them to implement these new strategies in the flow of a job. They need to be able to deliver back principles with confidence if they want to improve conversion. And the thing is, the more naturally your team communicates, the stronger the chance of converting prospects into paying customers. You've got it in one. I don't want our listeners to feel like implementing these back principles will actually happen overnight. So let's be really grounded about that. We just want to encourage you to implement one at a time and bring your team along on the journey with each of those stages. It's far less intimidating to go about it this way. And you know what? Ultimately more effective because you'll be able to test and learn in much smaller steps. Yeah, that's right, Angie. You just want to pick one to get started. And this is about working with your team to implement these changes slowly without the team feeling overwhelmed in the process. If the team are feeling overwhelmed, they're not going to go about it the right way when they're standing there in front of the customer. Exactly. So before we go, I actually have one last thing, and this is for you listeners. Take a hard look at what you're doing right now inside your trade business. You'll actually already know what you need to work on first, I reckon. Yeah, I agree, Angela. I know there's a lot of people listening today are thinking to themselves, yes, I can do this a hell of a lot better. Sure. Or maybe you're not even doing it at all. But in these changing economic times, the key to your business's profitability will be your ability to connect with your prospects, to help them make a buying decision in as short a time frame as possible. And as you've heard today, these VAC principles are the secret sauce. Yes, the secret sauce. But now it's up to you to make it happen. As always, thanks for listening. You've got this, team. Subscribe to The Tradie Show wherever you get your favourite podcasts. Rate and write us a review. Or for more information about Lifestyle Tradie, head to lifestyletradie.com.au.